This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, looking ahead to this week's tennis action. Again, is my co-host Sean Calvert, tennis journalist. Uh, Sean, uh, funny week this week, isn't it? We've got two tournaments, two ATP 250 events, not the most glamorous of events, but in quite glamorous locations. Let's start with the... uh, the event in uh, Lyon uh, over in France okay. where um, Cam Norrie was our tip last week. We got it absolutely spot on. We bet him in the, the quarter with Alcaraz, but uh, he yeah. didn't use the goods on the course. Alcaraz obviously uh, withdrawn. Cam Norrie's the number one seed. He's six to one. But the favourite this week is number two seed, uh, Pablo Carina Busta. You've looked at the draw. Um, where do you think the, the angle is uh, over in France? Well, I think we were, we were unlucky last week weren't we, with, with Norrie. You know, he was, he was injured. He, he, he did his first round match. He, he beat um, the qualifier, the wild card in straight sets. Um, just didn't look himself at all against Chilich. Um, and then in the second set, I don't know whether you saw it, he had a mm. medical timeout for an ankle problem. He just he just wasn't himself. He's obviously got some sort of ankle issue, um, which suggests to me, if you're Cam Norrie and, you, and you're thinking of having a decent run at the French Open, you and you're in you're in the field for Leon this week. You're not going to you're not going to put it all in, are you? No, you've got an ankle problem. It's a pre-existing issue that was so bad that it made him not anywhere near his normal self against Chile. I, I could see this being one of those situations where Norrie just maybe plays a match, a couple of half-hearted matches, and 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 that's it for him. It, it, it seems a bit daft for him to be going the whole distance this week in that condition. And really, with no, you know, the, the motivation at the end of the day is about money. <laughs> There's not really much motivation here for this. Not, not a motivation for you and I, Sean, but really not yeah. much motivation for a Cam Norrie with the, the prize money and offer a week before a major. How do you cap um, tournaments before a week before a major? You know, your experience of looking at these kind of events. Is it one that you, you trade very, very carefully with the market leaders and look for some... some Because when you look at this... I've looked at the results here, the, these tournaments this week. They, they've been won by pretty decent players. You know, it's not like the... You know, sits yeah. about the tournament we're going to talk about in Geneva. And, you know, and there's been big big winners of this before. So, you know... The, well, so, yeah. The logic says oppose them, but the, the, the role of honour doesn't. You have, to, you have to look at the individual player. Um and look at their form. I mean, what I've done here is I've, I've looked at the market leaders and seen how well they've done in, in their career in matches, in tournaments, sorry, the week before majors. Um, and there's, there's, generally there's a distinct pattern. There's, there's ones that will turn up and there's, there's ones that aren't. So if you do your research and check, it, it is a bit painstaking because you have to go through quite a lot of old matches, but you, you can do it. Like you say, Sitsabas won Leon last year, beat Norrie in the final, didn't he? So that one went to four. But a couple of years prior in Lyon, Benoit Paire won it at 20 to 1. And, and the interesting thing about Benoit Paire is that his last, his last three uh, um, ATP finals have come in the weeks before majors. 
And that's Ben Watt Pair, a guy that you would expect. You know, he doesn't normally have much of a reason for retiring or quitting. And his last three finals have come in weeks, you know, prior to majors. So the research on things like that, I think, it, I think you just got to do it. Yeah, I mean, Ben Watt I mean, he's the one player that you wouldn't expect to be putting it in. But uh, amazing, he won he? Leon 2019, yeah. 21 beating Felix in the final. Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Pair doing something this week. It's, it's, it's kind of like the crazy sort of thing that he would do. As I say, he, he's he turns up when he feels like it, and he's felt like it a lot in pre-major weeks in the last few years. Yeah, let's have a look at the. Uh, the, the so we, we mentioned Norrie there going with an injury, which obviously brings in yeah. people in that quarter of his draw. Cal Monfils is his uh, most likely semi-finalist. He's number three seed in that top half. Yeah. Obviously, those two you've got to repose in that in that quarter. So I'm suggesting that you're probably looking for so, so, for some other angle in that top quarter. And there's man, there's one man that. Uh, jumps off the page for me and that's the man that we bet or you bet um a few weeks back in Estoril uh Bays he, he's half the price at eight eight to one but um he's in yeah. that quarter with Norrie and with Norrie having an injury issue um the Argentinian probably looks like uh, someone who can capitalize on that possibly I think I think what you've got to bear in mind we've, we've talked about it a lot in these last few podcasts but you've got to bear in mind the weather again mm-hmm. um it's going to play fast in Leon and Geneva this week for the first three or four days because it's going to be 30 degrees and then they're going to hit thunderstorms later in the week so the first three or four days it's going to play more like a hardcore tournament because we've not mentioned it yet but there is a bit of altitude at both these events Leon it's not much in Leon it's like 170 175 meters or something like that Geneva is about 300 and something so there is there is um altitude at play in these two events which makes it play a little bit quicker as we've talked about in previous weeks and, and some hardcore players have done well in these tournaments. You know, Martin Fuksovic has won Geneva. Peter Giofchik has got to the final in Geneva. You don't get a more flatter hitter than Peter Giofchik. He, he, he would not ever describe himself as a clay court player. And he made the final here in, in Geneva, sorry, a few, a few years ago. Mm. So if you're looking at Bayes, he's obviously an out-and-out clay quarter. He, he might get caught out by someone like Bonzi in the first round because it's going it's to be quick. So that, that's, that's something you've got to bear in mind. So I think this is really tricky. I think this first... A half the top half of the Leon draw. I think it's. I think that's really open. If 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 I could trust Rinderknech, uh, he'd be my big price one that I'd like. But he's had a wrist injury, so you know how bad is that injury? You don't know. Um, I think it's really tough. I think Holger Rooney's in there with a chance as well. But again, more of an out and out clay quarter. I think it's really tricky that top half. I don't know if you fancy anyone. I, no one really springs out to me. Well, I was looking at Bays actually, to be fair, but obviously the conditions that you say there are going to uh, going to um, change. That. I was also looking at Serendulo as well, potentially. I was looking to oppose Norrie in some capacity. Yeah. But obviously, we, we yeah, so you're probably <laughs> looking at more getting likely getting beaten in the latter stages of the tournament rather at the beginning of the stage of the tournament when the conditions change a little bit. Um, so that that's the top off. The other the other player that's uh, obviously you, you mentioned there uh, that the that the the draw you know makes suits or. The tournament may sort of people with hardcore experience. You look at the bottom half of the draw. Karina mm. Buster, I bet last week in play against Kakanov, uh, Kakanov and um, I thought I was yeah. counting the money. Third set, he just disappeared, and, and he didn't look didn't look great to me. I don't know if it was a mental thing or or a physical thing, but Karina Buster, the number two seed in the tournament favorite, was certainly someone I wouldn't trust. Um, there is, yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry no, no, go on, go talk about Karina. I was just going to say with PCB, he's another one. I've, I've done some of this research for you. So it's <laughs> uh, in terms of the pre-major weeks, he's only, he's made 12 career finals, Karenia Bust, and only one of those finals has come in a pre-major week, which was 2000 and 
16 in Winston-Salem. So he's another one that's, I can't imagine he's looking for a, an ATP 250 title. He's got, he's got, you know, a few of them. He's not, I can't imagine he's going to be that bothered. Um, and I think the Kachanov thing, I think that's mental with him because Kachanov's beat him several times. Um, if I remember right, I think he beat him at the Olympics last year and he, he beat him easy. If Kachanov's on his, on, on, on his game, which is, hit, you know, hit and miss, if he's on his game, he, he can, he can knock off someone like Corona Buster. Um, but yeah, again, PCB is not a player that's gone well lately in uh, pre-major weeks. So, you know, you got, you got to be, worrying, be thinking about what his motivation is, really. I think the thing with him, though, uh, Sean, he was brilliant in the second set. Um, he blitzed catching off away. And it, the, the, the match was there for the taking. But his body mm. language in that third set, he just gave up. And, uh, you know, that was a tournament, a big tournament. It was, a, you know, it was an ATP 1000 event. So um, what is he going to be an like? odd one. He does this sometimes. Then we saw that public match in Monte Carlo. He barely got out of first gear, just trotting around. He's, he's, and sometimes he looks like he, he could run, run all, all, you know, all day. He's an odd one. Sometimes he fancies it. Sometimes he doesn't. I certainly wouldn't be backing him this week. That, that, that's the bottom line. Well, he's a tournament favourite. So we put lines between. Well, if you look at the betting, nine to two, Karina Buster, six to one, Cam Norrie, fifth, uh, thirteen to two is a man we're going to come on to next, and probably out of the bottom half of the draw. He's probably impressed um, me quite a lot in the in this sort of spring uh, period clay court forward. It's uh, Diminuar from Australia. I mean, a player yeah. that shouldn't really be doing well on, on clay, but he's, he's doing relatively, having a decent run. Yeah, he's been poor up, up until this year on clay. He's, he, he always says, he's always said that he's like, he likes playing on clay because he played a lot in Barcelona when he was younger. So he's, he has played quite a lot on clay in his, in his youth. But up until this play swing, he's produced absolutely nothing on the surface at all. He's, he's been a favourite. I've opposed him numerous times on clay when he's been about one to, one to two, um, you know, one to three to, on, uh, in the first, second round of clay court matches. I've opposed him numerous times with great success. But this year, something's clicked with him and he's just, he's just playing far, far better. I looked at his stats yesterday. They're, they're really impressive on clay. So, and, you know, he, he was within one good forehand, wasn't he, making the Barcelona final. Mm. And you, you've got to be a good clay court player to make the final of Barcelona. Um, so yeah, he's certainly one that you would you would have have to have on your shortlist this week. He's probably the well, I'd say he's the favourite to get through that quarter. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have him pretty high up on my uh, on my shortlist as I'm in the bet in um, in Lyon. Yeah, the next uh, in the leading contenders, Monfils is uh, plus seven fifty. Uh, Bayes is eight and Kakanafu, we mentioned, is nine. He looks like he could be set to place Karina Buster, the man he beat last week in Rome in the quarterfinals. Um, so that's pretty much the, the leading contenders. Um, where do you see the yeah. value in the draw, Sean? I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I'm really struggling with this. Um, there's, there's a few that I'm catching off I, I quite fancy. But the problem with him is he's, he's so hard to win with. You know, he's not won a tournament since 2018 in Paris when he beat Djokovic. He's not won since then. It's like almost four years ago, three and a half years ago. But if, if he plays like he did last week, you know, and you get about 10 to 1, I think you might have to go with him. But it's, it's a tentative pick. I, I, I'm, more, I'm more optimistic about Geneva this week than I am about Lyon. I have to say, I think Lyon is, is really tough. I normally love my 250s and my 500s. Um, and, and, I, and I do fancy something in Geneva, but I, I'm not, I'm not sold enough. I think on Leon to, to, to for one player to stand out. I'll probably take catching off um, on the basis of the fact that it is going to play quick in the first um, 
the first few days up until about Thursday. Remember, this tournament finishes on a Saturday, mm. so it's, uh, it's 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 one day earlier than the normal normal tournaments. I'll probably go catching off, um, but it's it's a tentative one. It's not it's not a it's not a, a firm a firm pick for me this week in Lyon. Yeah, I think the conditions are going to be really, really important. You know, and your opinion of the tournament is going to change as the week goes on. Obviously, the more clay court mm. players who get through to the knockout stages, if you get some value on some more, you know, guys who are, are more clay courses through and through, once they get past them dangerous hurdles with the with the better weather in the first couple of rounds, you may want to look at them. But a, a tentative selection from Sean for Karen Kakanoff. At nine to one in Lyon in France in a tournament that doesn't really inspire, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to have a little bit on um, a, a Diminois at uh, plus six fifteen. Yeah, time. we'll put you off that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a chance. I think those two look the ones in the bottom yeah. half of the draw. Yeah, so we're going in the bottom half against the top half where Cam Norrie is carrying an ankle injury. So um, be very careful if you're betting Norrie, uh, number one seed and the number two seed. And tournament favourite Karina Buster doesn't look interested at all. Now let's move over to the Geneva Open. We're going to look at some match bets after we break down the um, the both tournaments on the outright markets. But look at the Geneva Open. Uh, you know, you said that um, yeah. you may have a stronger pitch here, pick, a pick here. Uh, the market is headed by Casper Rudd. No surprise, really. The number two seed is plus two fifty. But it marks the return of Daniel Medvedev, um, the the Russian. Uh, who's been out injured. He's got a wild card this week and he's the number one seed and he's five to one second favourite. Um, before we yeah. go into your tip, let's talk about Medvedev. I mean, yeah. he looked like he was going to take over from uh, Novak Djokovic and going to be the clear number one as the as the change of the guard. Uh, he's lost a lot of tennis time. He's lost, obviously, the, the conflict that's happening in Ukraine is going to affect him as well. Um, where do you see him at, you know, coming into this mentally? We, we are physically, we know it's going to be a big question mark, but um, losing that period of tennis, um, it, it may take him a, a bit of a while to uh, to come back when you think of that, what's happened to Alcaraz in that period that he's been off. Yeah, I, I, I just think he's coming back here just for some match play. You know, he's, he, he's mentioned several times in the past, similarly to, to Bublik, he's, he, he just, he can't stand clay. And, and you can see why. His his game is based on flat hitting, um, and he can't get the ball through the court as much as as much anywhere near as much on clay than than he than he can on hard courts. I mean, if you just take a look, quick look at his record on the two surfaces, he's won forty two percent, only forty two percent of his main level matches on clay, and he's won seventy four percent on hard. <laughs> that's it's quite a disparity. He, he makes no secret of the fact he doesn't like clay. He's had a hernia, that's why he's been off. Um, for the last couple of months since Miami. Uh, so I, I just, he's got, he knows he's got absolutely no chance at the French Open. I can't imagine he, he's even vaguely interested in the result of the Geneva Open. I think he's just coming here to maybe get a couple of matches, two or three matches, play the French Open and then start thinking, and then get go straight to to the grass. I know he's probably going to play in Mallorca um, prior to Wimbledon. So I, I think he's, a, he's, he's obviously a much more viable contender for Wimbledon than he, is, than he is for the French. I just think he's coming here just to get matches again and get get the feel of playing tournaments again. That's that's my view on him this week. Yeah, I mean, five to one. I mean, you've got, you've got to be opposed in that, in that top half of the draw. Um, let's look at the, the next in the betting. Uh, we've got the Shapovalov at plus 550, another player who's been... <laughs> Uh, improving um, on clay, on clay. You, know, you wouldn't expect him to do. He's he's doing very well. He's he could be a dangerous person in that top half of the draw. Uh, Bashalashvili at twelve. Uh, Ramos Vinolas at fourteen. 
Fognini at 14. Surprisingly, he's very, very short, which, which whether he wants to turn up as well. Uh, uh, and Riley Opelka at 14 to 1. They're the list of the, the leading contenders. Um, where do you see the value in this draw and who, who have you got your eye on? I think we can oppose a lot of these market leaders. Um, Medvedev is a definite, definitely going to oppose him. I mean, he's never. I think he made the final in Barcelona. Actually, I think that's his best result on clay, which is which is really good for him. But you know, coming back from injury, he's got he's just looking for match practice. Um, Rude won this title last year. Mm-hmm. Is he going to fancy it this year? He's just gone deep in Rome. He only finished playing last night, didn't he, against Djokovic? Um, he's going to fancy his chances in the French Open. I, I can't imagine he's going to want to play the whole full week in in Geneva. Can you? No, I don't. I don't see it. So you, you're kind of ruling him out as well. Chapeau. Well, I was just not a natural on clay. He's had some really good results on it, but that that service motion, that that backhand, their reliability at times. If he's playing well and really feeling it, he can do it. But there's going to be times when he's going to break down, and we've seen it so often. The horrendous double faults, the run of double faults, the, the backhand isn't going to be consistent because he has to jump when he's hitting it. If it's bouncing high on clay, if, if you've seen him play his backhand, he's most of the time he's off the floor hitting it. You're not going to be consistent doing that. He did. He did make the final here last year, but you really are. He's 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 one of them. He's either going to go through it and make the final. He's going to lose in the first round, and I think it could be the latter. To be honest, this year because he's got you can't you can't take. I mean, you don't mind taking odds of twenty to one when that's the case, but you could worse. Yeah, you've got to take plus five fifty. I mean, it's very yeah. I like him at low. Yeah, I like I like him in the bigger tournaments, like in you know when he's like eighty to one, and you think okay, you know, let's take a chance on him. But five to one, not for me. He's got. Ivashka, he'd probably have a Vasca in the first in the first round, and I quite like a Vasca here because um, we've we've talked about the conditions. It's it's the kind of clay court tournament, as we've said, that hard court courts can do well in. Ivashka made the last sixteen, I think, here as a qualifier. He made the semi-finals of Munich as a qualifier at similar altitude. He's he's been played. He's he's, had, he's been a lucky this this clay swing actually. Vasca, he's played some um, he's played some really good players and and lost in three sets. Uh, Sitsipas, Basilashvili. Uh, Massetti, Davidovic, Fakina lost in the final set against all of those. Um, so we know we can play on clay. Uh, so at 25 to 1, I think in the top half, you're either looking at Vasco at that price or taking a chance on Basil Ashvili at about half the price, which I don't know whether I fancy. Again, Basil's one you, you would prefer at a bigger tournament at a bigger price than a smaller tournament at a short price for me. So there you have it. So both action in the top half. Bastard Ashvili. That's the top half. Sorry? I was going to say, that's the top half. There's obviously a few I fancy in the bottom half. Okay, yeah. So we've got Bastard Ashvili at the top half at 12 to 1. And we've gone for Ivashka at 28 in the top half. We're opposing Medvedev. We're opposing Shapovalov. Shapovalov we can't trust with his motion and his game. Mm. Medvedev we can't trust because he's just coming here to, to get some games under his belt. Uh, on a returning from the injury. In the bottom half now, we're going to look at Casper uh, Rudd, like we say, too short at 250. A yeah. lot of um, people with question marks at around about 14 to 1, and I'm, I'm guessing there's probably someone at an even bigger price you'd like. Yeah, I mean, the, the two seeds here, obviously, are Pelka and Rude in the bottom half. We've talked before, haven't we, about Pelka and how he just generally fails to turn up for, for 250s and on the clay in Europe. Never made a final outside of North America. Conditions should be perfect for him this week. In Geneva, a bit of altitude, quick. You know, it, it should be. It, you should you should fancy him, bearing you know with his game, with his serve, and the way that he plays on clay. Semi finalist on you know 
in Rome on clay, Apelka. This should be perfect for him, but I, I just don't think he's going to turn up. He, he might, but he, so often he doesn't for these 250s. His, his record is appalling in these record in these um, 250s on clay in Europe. So you, I think you have to, if you are backing him, you're taking a big chance that he fancies it. Um, so in his section, I think Tommy Paul is probably the one that appeals uh, at the price. He's about 18 to 1. It's the, the only price I've seen on him so far. So you'll probably get about 20s. Tricky first round against Greek Sport, but you'd fancy him after that. You know, he's, this, this guy's a former French Open junior, cha- a junior champion. He, he's been a bit, little bit hit and miss at, at main level on clay, but he's clearly, he can clearly play on the surface. And as we've said, this will play more like a hardcore this week. So it, it should suit Tommy Paul. Um, he's the one I fancy about, about 18, 20 to 1 in that, in that section with a Pelka. And the bottom section, the, the fourth quarter of the draw, um, I mean, look at it. You've got Fognini, you've got Pear, <laughs> you've got an injured Del Bonis, um, Kokinakis, who's very inexperienced on, on clay, and Rusevori, who's a, a good hardcore player, but do, lacks the patience and, the, and the, the point construction for clay, certainly at the moment in his career. Um, so I'd, I'd be tempted to have a, a very, very small bet on Pear. You'd probably get about 66 to 1 on him. Very small bet, obviously, because he's, you know, it's, it's, it's been what anything can happen. He could retire in the first set of the first round, or he could win it. <laughs> it's, it's one of them. So I think for me, Tommy Paul is the main bet, and and a, and a, a throwaway few quid on Ben Watt at um, a massive price. I think that's that's the play in Geneva in the bottom half. The top half, I think we've gone with Ivashka. Basilashvili second choice if you if you don't fancy Ivashka. Yeah, so there's a good breakdown there. But again, we're opposing both of the leading favourites and that could be the strategy ahead of uh, a major. So some nice big prices there, Sean. But have you looked at the match bets? I know this, this game's been played uh, yesterday on Saturday. This game's been played on Sunday. There was a card on Monday in the first round for both tournaments. Um, anything that's caught you on? There's a lot of low price favourites, isn't there? You know, I know you like yeah. looking for the underdogs and I think it's quite a hard mm. cut. And it's even probably more harder on the match bets rather than the outright because you're going to take a big risk on some of these players actually turning up and really getting through the motions in the first round. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you've got to keep an eye on the weather. I think it's going to be, it's going to be warm, well, hot, 30 degrees in the first couple of days. So you, if you are back in these clay quarters, you are, you are risking it a little bit with the quicker conditions, as I said, slight altitude of both tournaments. Um, we talked last week, didn't we, about Del Bonis um, against Carreño Busta. And that, the price, if you recall, the price seemed way, way off on Carreño, miles too short. I watched that match. The, the, the layers obviously knew something that we didn't. He's, he's obviously carrying some sort of an injury, Del Bonis. He had tape in on his leg um, and he was nowhere, he was nowhere near Karenio Busta last week. Now he's, he's, he's sort of 1.3 to beat Barankis. Barankis, as we know, is no clay quarter, really. He, his favourite conditions are indoor hard. But he, he played Del Bonis in Belgrade in really slow clay conditions last year and took a set off him. I, I think he can do the set. I, I think he can either win or take a set here, Barankis, because it's going to be quick. We know Del Bonis doesn't like it quick with, with his um, long back swings. He, he, no good on faster surfaces. We know that. Um, and not in a not in a, any sort of physical condition. He's, I think he's won one of his last ten matches. And he just doesn't look fit. The layers must think he's not fit based on the price, based on how they priced him up last week. I think Barankis has got a decent chance there as underdog, certainly on the handicap. Well, what is the handicap you we're getting? I think well to take a set, he's he's um, he's the shade of odds on to take a set. I'd probably I'd probably go with that bet. 
I've got it here. So Bet Rivers have got uh, Delbonis minus three hundred five, Barankis plus two twenty five. The handicap is uh, a three and a half game start for uh, Barankis at plus one hundred five, uh, and on mm-hmm. the set handicap, I said it was set spread. Uh, Delbonis, sorry, Barankis plus one and a half sets uh, is minus one twenty. Okay, what's that in English? <laughs> uh, it's five to six. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, if Delbonis wins that in straight sets in his current condition, in the in the his current physical condition, in these playing conditions, I'd be quite surprised. So Barankis to shock an injured Delbonis. I bet I bet Delbonis last week against Karina Bush the plus four I and a half. Plus four and a half. And uh, yeah, he was he was he was, he was clear. I knew I'd done, I knew I lost my money from from the first. The price was right on that one, but wasn't it? But the layers obviously knew more than we did about his condition because he he, just, he didn't look at all fit to me. So Barankis, well, you've convinced me there, Sean. I like the. Uh, so the best bet would be the Barankis plus one and a half sets. Yeah, uh, yeah, and minus one twenty. So that I just think that. these conditions, you know, in in um, in Geneva's altitude anyway, which makes it quick. And it's sunny, it's warm. I don't fancy Delbonis in those conditions. I haven't watched him last week as well. I'm, I certainly wouldn't be back in Delbonis at that price. No, is that so? That's your main pick in Geneva. Is there anything you like in in Lyon? I know it's it's very difficult over there. I mean, it know. is. I mean, you have to sort of think outside the box a little bit with these pre pre major um, tournaments, and, and maybe think who's who's a little bit more motivated and, and who isn't. Again, we're going with a, I'm going with a guy who isn't a renowned clay quarter, but he, he, he'll be more motivated. Manorino against Karatsev. I mean, for me, Karatsev has he's gone he's gone back towards what he used to be about a year or two ago. You know, he had that purple patch, didn't he? Where he made the semi-finals of the Australian Open, and everyone was thinking, "Oh, this guy, you know, where's he been? He's all, you know, he's 27. You know, he's not really done anything on the main tour." And he and he came in and he he, he did great, didn't he, for about a year? Now he's he's he's, he's gone again. Confidence looks completely shot at the moment. Um, not obviously not a clay court player anyway. Manorino will enjoy these quicker conditions. But as I said, obviously the first few days are going to be quick. Manorino, he actually made the semi-finals in, in the tournament that preceded Leon, which was Nice. Um, he made the semi-finals here on the clay a few. Well, it was quite a few years ago, five years, five six years ago. But I think he's got a definite chance of taking a set against Carrot. So it might even be because Carrot Save is just. Really not not on it at the moment at all. Yeah, so we're going to go for Manorino to win the game. And Marino is, is, a, is a nice price. Uh, you can get plus 255 Manorino. That game is actually today, though. So uh, if, if you get yeah, if you can get that on, get that on if you can, if you can't, but it's a plus three and a half on the game handicap. And if you want to get uh, the set spread, uh, Manorino plus one and a half sets is minus 106, almost even money. Sean, we're running out a little bit of time, but I know we just want to just go on about, just before we go, um, we're just going to talk about Wimbledon. I know it's not something we want to talk about now. You know, we've got so many tennis, tennis tournaments to come before the big tournament in June. But this is yeah. a good time to look at the Wimbledon market, isn't it? Because yeah. there's a lot of players yeah. that who will do well at Wimbledon who are overperforming um, on the clay court. So if they can bring that form in, we can get a really nice price because the bookmakers aren't really putting paying their attention on Wimbledon as they're looking at the French Opens and these 250 events. So I know you've yeah. got a couple of players that you, you've cast an eye and you, you've, you've got a history of doing this uh, over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So who, who are you looking at at the moment for Wimbledon? Yeah, I mean, we did this last year with Berrettini. We after he did well in Madrid, I took him at 50 to 1 each way to 
for Wimbledon. He, he started that. He started at twelve to one, as we know, ended up making the final. So this, this, this for me is the, is the sort of the week. You know, when everyone's thinking about the French Open, it's too late for me to be, to be looking at the French Open. And the draw for the French is it, it could be really loaded, depending on obviously who comes out. Um, so this this is the time for me to be looking at Wimbledon. If you look, I've got the market here of of of, um, of, the, of the leaders, and there's question marks for me over all of them. If if we're saying that Djokovic is going to go deep at the French Open, which we assume that he is, you know, he, he did actually win the French and Wimbledon back to back last year, but that's it's so rare. I mean, it, it takes such an effort to do that, and it exhausted him for the rest of the season. I can't see him doing that this year. Um, if he goes deep at the French, I I, I can't see him winning Wimbledon. Um, second favourite is Alcaraz. <laughs> He's played two matches on grass in his entire career. Nadal's injured. Berrettini's injured. Zverev's never won a title on grass in his career. Um, Sitsipas has shown absolutely nothing on grass so far in, in his career at all. Um, so that's the first five or six I've ruled out. Medvedev's not been priced up yet. So he's one that you want to keep on your side because he, he should enjoy the, the, the grass conditions way, way more than he does, obviously, the clay. Um, the two that stand out are big prices to me. Diminora, 120 to 1 um, with Bet Rivers. If you back him, back in him each way, I could certainly see him getting to the quarterfinals and then obviously you're playing the luck of the draw then, who, who he gets. Um, I think that, that's just too big for me. He, he won Eastbourne last year on the grass. He's got a great record on grass. Loves it. It's his favourite surface. Um, you know, and he's been playing fabulously on the clay, which, as we talked about earlier on in the show. Uh, this is a guy who's obviously, he's going to take great, great confidence from that from, because he's, you know, he's obviously been poor on the clay. Now he's had a, had a fabulous clay swing. He'll take that confidence into the grass. And not, if you get a lucky draw, you know, away from Djokovic or whatever, you, you, I think he's got 120s. You can get into the quarters there, I think. So hundred and the other one, and he's the he's the guy we I think will do well this week as well. So I'm going to take that price now before he could quite easily win in, uh, in 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 um in Lyon this week. I just think that's too big. I mean, my my concern with him is if he might play Eastbourne again the week before, and then if he goes deep there, he might he might have tired himself out for Wimbledon. But 120 to one is worth the risk. And if you can get a decent price about Taylor Fritz, I think he's the other one that's um that's interesting as well. He's 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 another Eastbourne winner. On the grass, he's injured at the moment, so the you know, bookies aren't really thinking about him too much. Um, but again, great, great game for grass. The, the other thing you've got to bear in mind when you're looking at this Wimbledon futures market, it's not Wimbledon's way, way slower now than it used to be. Way slower. It's it's not it's not a place for the for the big servers anymore. And Kyrgios was complaining bitterly last year about how slow the courts are. There was only eighty one percent service holds last year at Wimbledon. Um, which is which it just shows you that I think Queens was 85 or 86 percent holds of serve. Queens is way quicker. Wimbledon is quite slow, which brings in the Diminors. Um, it's, it's not a place for these big servers anymore. So I, th- I think the Wimbledon market is just so open. I mean, look at I'm just looking at this, these favorites. I'm thinking, you know, Federer is up there. Federer is somewhat like the ninth favorite. When was the last time? When, when was the last time he even played? Kyrgios is one of the favorites, plays when he feels like it. He's never going to win a major. Um, Sinner's never won a, a match on grass in his life. So I, for me, I don't know whether you looked at this, but for me, this just looks very, very open. I could see someone causing a bit of a surprise, at least getting to the semis and giving us a chance at each I way. Ha- I haven't looked at it, Sean, because I know I can speak to you 
every Saturday <laughs> or Sunday and you can tell me exactly what I should do. That's why we love you here on the Bet Rivers Network. So there we have it. We have uh, some outright picks in Geneva this week, outright picks in Lyon. A word of caution if you are betting because motivation is going to be a big, big factor for these players heading into the French Open next week. And just a reminder, the French Open next week, uh, on Game Better Match, we had a special uh, French Open preview uh, podcast show next week, which will be out, which is very exciting. Two special guests on that as well, as long as myself and Sean. We look at all the best bets at Roland Garros. Remember, you can subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network on YouTube. Also, download the show on any one of your uh, preferred podcast methods uh, it's available there you can also give sean a follow on his twitter handle which is sean at sean calvert one uh, you can follow me at cd underscore nigel sean thank you very much as ever enjoyed the tennis this week and uh really really interesting in those tennis bets those, uh, those women and bets i'm going to be off the, the uh, this call straight away and be betting diminuar and fritz at massive prices triple figure prices you get you're not only getting the bets this week on the on the uh the game better match podcast you're also getting tips for wimbledon already so uh thanks very much for that have a safe uh, weekend everyone stay safe out there and please remember to gamble responsibly Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.